It's Pickleball Radio, the official podcast of Pickleball News. I am your host, Chris Allen, joining you from Asheville, North Carolina today. And the 2018 U.S. Open is in the books. Two people, two players, they composed the entire Triple Crown Club of the 2018 U.S. Open. And we are fortunate enough to have both of them on the line today. Winner of Women's Singles Pro, Women's Doubles Pro, and Pro Mixed is down in Naples, Florida, Simone Jardim. Hello, Simone. Hi, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you doing today? You sound a little uh, little stuffy. Yeah, so after the U.S. Open, my husband and I actually took a trip um vacation hadn't taken a vacation just the two of us in like 10 years so yeah so we went all out and now i got a cold a little bit gonna recover for that we'll be okay it was worth it and better the week after the uh, u.s open than the week before uh, coming down with something absolutely yeah <laughs> all right well congratulations on your triple crown and we're gonna bring in the other triple crown winner from this year's u.s open and uh he won Senior Pro Singles, Senior Pro Men's, and Senior Pro Doubles ran the table, and he's out in Colorado right now. Scott Moore. Hey, Scott. Chris, it's great to be with you again, as always. And we should always, uh, you know, I know you you did singles by yourselves, but you you had partners, you had help in the other events. And uh, Scott, you were partnered with Steve Cole in uh, Senior Men's Pro, and then uh, Lisa Namu in uh, Senior Mixed. That is correct. You know, you can't win a major without amazing partners. And Lisa and Steve were just, they stepped up, played their role fantastic, handled the pressure, because there's a lot of pressure. And, uh, yeah, I just can't say enough about how well they did. Simone, you teamed up with Corinne Carr in uh, the uh, the women's doubles, and then Kyle Yates in mixed. Kyle, I think, was just one one slight victory away from uh, joining the Triple yeah, Crown the Club. I think he got a silver. Because he lost, uh, he lost Tyson in the third game in singles. Mm-hmm. So he literally was one game away. Not even one match away, but one game away. Ooh, man, I know that probably had to hurt. But congratulations to them as well. Now, here's the deal, guys. You're, you're, you're triple crown winners now. You got nothing to prove. Pretty much anybody that steps on the court, you're going to be able to beat them. Certainly going to be able to beat me if you face off against me. So now it's time to come clean. Now it's time to let those secrets out. Let them fly. Just go ahead and tell us exactly how you're doing it so you can make us better players yeah you know it's gonna it's gonna raise the bar once people hear you know what what you're doing you're winning secrets and everything might make it tougher to repeat again next year but i know you guys are givers and you always want to give back so uh let's do this let's uh when we come back i want to get some triple crown secrets from you both okay All right. Sounds good. All right. Back with more with Scott Moore, Simone Jardim, Triple Crown winners of this year's U.S. Open. That's Pickleball Radio. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and pickleball players. In fact, over half of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. Just as good drivers save money on their car insurance, people who live an active lifestyle should save money on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com pickleball and see if you qualify. That's healthiq.com pickleball. You'll find a link in the show notes, healthiq.com pickleball. See how much Health IQ can save you. 
You're back on Pickleball Radio. I'm Chris Allen in Asheville. In Colorado is Scott Moore, Triple Crown winner this year, and also Simone Jardim in Naples, Florida. They ran the table, won all three of their pro events, singles, mixed, and doubles. And we're going to find out exactly how they did it now. My little system or my little mantra that I try to tell myself is that you can't win the game unless you win the point. And then you can't win the point unless you win the shot. And I don't mean like you know, a kill shot or, or serving an ace or something like that. I just mean the shot that you just did, that was the best, you know, that was the right shot you selected. Do you guys think that that's maybe a, a valid way to calm yourself down and look at it when you're on the court? Yeah, I definitely think so. You've got to look at the micro level, not think about the big picture, but just what am I going to do on this next shot? And it actually even starts before that, Chris, when you've got to get yourself into the right condition, both mentally and physically, so that you can have that opportunity when you get there. You've got to have the right partner. I mean, that's really one of my secrets is uh, to, to win. Like I said, at the high level, you have to have a great partner that you have good synergy and communication with. So it even starts before that and even maybe with the paddle that you choose. I love my Paddle Tech paddle, and I got to give them some of the credit for having the premier paddle for me to be able to perform at a high level. So that totally makes sense what you're saying, but I think it even starts before that. Simone, what about you? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with that for sure. And confidence, I think that a lot of people, they lack confidence in their, you know, you talk about winning points and, and you have to win the shot. Well, they don't have, they lack confidence in their shots. And when you get to pressure points, you know, things fall apart for them. Mm-hmm. And, and confidence comes, like Scott said, about your your equipment and about yourself and, and how much you do in preparation to the event Unfortunately, if you're not prepared for that day of competition, hoping and wishing that all of a sudden things are going to just come together, it's it's very difficult. So um, your chances are a lot lower. So having that, building that confidence for your shots, you know, so that way you can win the points and win the game. Um, it's to me, it's it's crucial um, for for the success. You know, it's very very important. Let's do this. Let's uh, look at the different elements of the game. And then you guys kind of tell me what you think normally what you would consider to be a win. Like, let me start with a serve. Like if you guys are serving, is there something in particular um, where, all right, if I can make this happen, if I can cause my opponent to do this, then I consider that winning the serve. We're not talking about serving an ace, but just I sort of got the upper hand. What's a win to you, Scott, on a serve? Yeah, win is just starting the point with a serve that gives me an advantage. That might be meaning have my opponent have to take a step or two or hitting it deep into the court. So just making it a little more difficult for them to hit a good return. That, to me, is a win on the serve. Mm -hmm. And Simone, are you looking uh, to achieve anything in particular or you just want your opponent to maybe be thrown off a little bit? I think it varies with opponents and strategy as well. Like, for instance, I'll give a couple examples. Like when, you know, when people are, are stacking in mixed doubles, especially it happens a lot when people are stacking, then you maybe go more to the outside of the court, make them run and cover more court. Always thinking on the court as far as like, okay, what is going to give my partner and I a better third shot? You know, because at the end of the day, the serve and the return, you don't really win a lot of points with it, but the third shot is really what, you know, what gets it going. So 
a lot of times it's determining, okay, what if I put the serve here, uh, what will happen, like kind of seeing the play ahead, what's going to happen, where's the return going to come to, uh, and then people have tendencies, you know, when you serve to a certain, certain players, like you serve to a certain, if you serve to their back end, they usually, I mean, honestly, this is like people return the same return to the same spot. So kind of you expect that. So again, that comes with the confidence. Okay, I know exactly what I'm going to get. So I'm going to prepare a little earlier and I'm going to be better to, to then actually execute the shot that I want. As far as, of course, hitting it deep is always better. In a, again, unless like all of a sudden your opponent is two, three feet behind the baseline, then maybe something shorter will be better. But again, it's just not trying to hit a winner, but it's kind of trying to think of the play ahead. It's like chess, you know, what is my next move? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so you're two and three moves ahead. What is a win on the return, Scott? The win is, is causing my opponent to hit a weak third shot, either by popping it up a little bit or sometimes even missing it. So I want them to hit the third shot from off of the court, outside the, the baseline, which means I got to hit it either hard or, or really deep to, to cause them to just make it more difficult for them to hit a good return of serve. And it's kind of like somebody mentioned, then, then it sets up you to hit an easier third shot because, you know, one of the differences between the pros and the amateurs is we are playing chess on a court, like she mentioned, not just whacking pickleballs like most people mm-hmm. or just, you know, whatever they're reactive and they just hit whatever comes to them. We actually have defined our preferences, which if we like to hit a backhand or forehand, third shot drop and so on and so forth. So we're setting ourselves up to maximize our strengths and make it more difficult for our opponents. For you, the uh, the third shot originating outside of the baseline or the sideline, that, that pretty much constitutes a win for you. That's right. I want to make him far away from the net as possible and, and maybe take a step or two or hit it to their weaker side mm-hmm. if I had to add a little more. Okay. Simone, do you have something that uh, on the return? It's like, yes, that is exactly what I wanted to achieve. I mean, it's very similar. And I think, I think a lot of the times, you know, and again, it depends on the opponent because certain opponents, you know, you hit different returns. Like, Sometimes slicing the ball against certain people is better because then the ball stays lower. You know, people who who tend to drive the ball really well, they want a flatter return um, that sets up a little higher. In our level, bangers are not really bangers. Those are people who are, they're executing that, you know, that drive like 90% of the time. So it's very, very effective. Uh, and you want to, you don't want to give them that, that, you know, nice and high ball to the waist. They can just, you know, smack it as hard as they can. And, and it's a hard ball to receive. So that's where maybe, you know, having a variation where you slice the ball. So that way the ball stays lower, which then makes it harder for them to drive. So just kind of, you know, depending, again, it all depends on your opponent. Gotcha. So having a, having a good read on your opponent uh, is key for you to define what exactly a win is going to be. And the best way to to do that is to watch them. I mean, obviously having played against them before, like you mentioned, but uh, if you haven't, maybe uh, try to catch their uh, game prior to yours and uh, size up their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And you know, Chris, uh, something that, of course, from my tennis background, um, it's uh, I, you know, I coach tennis most of my life and, and uh, I had athletes who sometimes um, they would come off the court and they would lose. 
and they would tell me, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I played so well. Like I was feeling the ball so well, I was striking the ball. Everything was, was just so smooth. And I'm like, you lost. Like, <laughs> doesn't matter if you feel so good, it feels so right, but you're not executing the right strategy. And, and a lot of the times, you know, hitting so linear, you know, hitting the ball on the strike zone, well, you're playing against a girl who can hit the ball better than you and right on, you know, and, and, and that's where, like, if you ever have a read on any book, uh, Winning Ugly, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. Brett, yeah, Gilbert, Brad Gilbert it, it wrote yeah. the book. And it, it's just it's just about, sometimes it's just about the strategy. It's not really, you know, feeling like your shot's, feel amazing it's more like executing the right strategy and it might not be pretty or you know it's whatever works for that match um so yeah and a lot of people sometimes they get so caught up on on oh my gosh you know it doesn't it doesn't feel right or whatever and i was like well if the strategy works just do it you know because that's what's going to get you the w but uh, but uh, you know and and i think you, you're going to talk about like even lobbing sometimes that people are oh, you know lobbing you know if it works why not you know and and again whatever is going to get you to you know get the position a better positioning on the match is what should you know you should do yeah, that was just one of the great book titles, Winning Ugly, uh, by Brad Gilbert. And he was famous for hitting that moon ball uh, shot that uh, would take forever to come down and it would frustrate McEnroe and, uh, and Connors and the rest of them. But uh, he was able to get the win, like you said, every now and then. Yep. Um, we are going to talk about more of these things. And uh, what I'd like to do is uh, continue next week and we'll t- talk about the drop, the drive, the lob, the dink. I want to find out, though, you guys are out and about. Scott, you're always the world traveler. I just wanted to see what you guys are up to uh, coming up here uh, in the next couple of months. Yeah, we've got some really exciting things. I was named a co-captain of the North American team for the Bainbridge Cup. So we're recruiting North Americans to come to Italy with us and play the Europeans, try to defend our title. We also have a tour, all-inclusive tour as part of that, that we're going to conduct, my son Jonathan and I. And it'll be the time of your life. So we're hoping to have people join us for that and uh, very excited in mid-July to do that as well as uh, we're doing additional trip to Spain, Japan, and a couple to Mexico this year. So we got some great international trips on the horizon, which is uh, really fun because it combines my three passions, which are travel, adventure, and pickleball. So I have to give give credit to my boys for thinking of the idea to start the company, but uh, (laughs) I'm having a time in my life doing that, and we love having new friends come along with us. Good deal, and we will link to your website in the show notes. It's easy to remember. It's pickleballtrips.com. That's pickleballtrips.com, and you'll find a link to it in the show notes. What about you, Simone? I know you have the U.S. Open Pickleball Academy. (laughs) uh, What else is happening? Oh, we, um, well, I better get healthy. That's the first thing that I need to do. But, first is a trip um, to the drugstore. Yeah, it was like we, we don't stop this summer. And um, so my husband and the kids are going to come and travel uh, with me. Uh, we are probably going to be home like 10 days this summer um, just traveling. We're going to be in Atlanta. We're going to be in Mentor, Ohio. Then we're going to go to Southern California. And we're going to Asheville, North Yay! Carolina. Yeah, we're going to go over there, hang out. And then after that, we're going to go to Michigan and uh, spend 
a lot of time in Michigan and a little bit of Ohio as well, and then Washington, D.C., and then summer will be over. <laughs> wow, that, that is a whirlwind trip. Are there going to be uh, any clinics or opportunities for people to work with you at all, or are these mainly just tournaments? Well, we are going to be doing some stuff before tournaments, working a little bit, but also enjoying some time with, with the family. So um, I'm doing a little bit of work and then do it, trying to do a lot of fun. That's the plan for the summer. Sounds good. And you may have heard, Chris, about our, our new alliance with Pickleball Rocks. We started a high-performance Pickleball Academy, so we're really excited about doing a lot of domestic camps for them as we travel as well around the country. That sounds great. And thank you for your time this week and for agreeing to join us next week as we continue to define what constitutes a win in the various shots of pickleball. Triple Crown Secrets from this year's Triple Crown winners, Scott Moore and Simone Jardim. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you both. Our pleasure. Pickleball Radio is a service of Pickleball News. Go to pickleballnews.com and make sure you're on our email list, which is absolutely free. We keep you up to date with deals, tournament locations, strategies, uh, paddle reviews, equipment reviews, uh, many other things as well. So it is free and we want you to be a part of it. Pickleballnews.com. My name is Chris Allen and this is Pickleball Radio.